And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you by Away With Me Travel, the official travel agency of the Disney Dads Podcast and our YDF Media. Jamie, can you think of a better time than right now to go to Walt Disney World? With so many unique and exciting things for you to discover at all four theme parks, this year more than ever is such a terrific time to visit. You can enjoy sun, fun, and savings when you stay in the middle of the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. New things are coming to Walt Disney World this year, and you need to get there now. New in 2019, get ready to explore the all-new Star Wars A Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. This is your chance to live out your Star Wars story and discover who you truly are in a galaxy far, far away. Make sure to get a hold of us at Away With Me Travel at show at awaywithmetravel.com for all of your travel needs and we can get you in the middle of all of the magic that Walt Disney World has to offer. And remember, keep on traveling. Keep on traveling, guys. And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you proudly, commercial-free. Thank you to our Patreon supporters. Thank you. Thank them. And if you would like to become a supporter, please click on the link. Enjoy the show. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines! To infinity and beyond! There's a touch of madness around here. Hello and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast. My name is Jason and those two incredible guys, and when I say incredible guys, you have no idea how incredible they really are. I'm not just doing that to, to fill, your, fill your head with lies. I'm telling you, and uh, here pretty soon, guys, um, we'll be able to uh, give you guys firsthand on calling me out on it because you get to meet them in person down at Walt Disney World. I'm excited about that, and I'm excited about today's show. I mean, $100 million into this amazing project, and we're going to talk about it tonight. But guys, before I do that... Let me give some love over to Mike and Justin, gentlemen, my two favorite guys in the world. How are you doing tonight? Doing good, buddy. It's, uh, you know, vacations very soon upon us. As a matter of fact, when this episode drops, we, we will be boarding a boat, I believe. I believe we would have spent the day at Castaway, if I'm not mistaken, when this drops. Nope, we will be boarding the ship. It'll be the oh, that's day right. we it's board Wednesday the ship. Boarding yeah. the, the following day would be a Castaway day. Yeah. What day is it, by the way? I have no idea. My head is spinning right now because our house looks like a tornado's gone through. Last night, Katie gave me about a uh, two-foot area to where I could stand in it and, and be out of the way as she uh, put all of her clothes she was going to pack, and she put it perfectly. She said, you know why packing for Disney is so hard? Because I only own Disney clothing. So she just lays out all <laughs> right. of her clothing and then right. fi- figures out what sure. she's going to pack. This is insane. Yeah. I, I, I love those pictures, man. Because she has no qualm about just taking over the whole bedroom. She was like, uh, you just need to get out of my way. You only saw the bedroom. You didn't see the rest of the house where everything else was laying. So, no, 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 no. And, and we have everything, like all the gifts that people are getting. I mean, we've got 20 gift bags all packed, stuffed, ready for people that they're going to be opening them right about now. As this show is dropping, they're going to be boarding that Disney Dad's party bus and heading to port and opening those gift bags and getting those cool gifts and 
Dude, it's just, whew, man, I'm so glad it's finally here, and I'm so glad that I'll spend already a week with you guys. Yeah, and what about the, like, when you talk gift gas, excuse me, gift bags, are you, is those the ones that are for the kids? No, no, no. Or, that's Adults a whole separate too. entity, you know, the, the kids, the yeah. kids have got their own little The kids have got their own bags. stuff, yeah, Delinda, one of our amazing uh, Disney family, went out of her way to do stuff for the kids, so it's good. Mike, uh, buddy, you know, you're right around the corner from leaving, too. I'm leaving in one day, you're leaving in three? Uh, four, 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 and I'm counting the hours at work. I can't wait to be done, and uh, it's going to be a crazy work week because you know you want to get everything accomplished before you go. But uh, man, it's going to fly by, and a uh, few more, as my kids would say, a few more sleeps, and we'll be there. Did you pack yet? Uh, you know, funny thing is, I'm always <laughs> the last minute one to pack. That's why I'm asking. Like, yeah. Night before, throw it in the bag. Yeah. I said to Laura today, I said, you know, this is kind of a different, because we're doing, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the land and the sea. And, yep. you know, it's not just the usual packing for Disney and we have the washing machine in the room. Let's get the other suitcase down and pack all of the other just cruise stuff. You know, pirate costumes, gifts for people, uh, the fish extender stuff we're doing. Let's get that bag packed. No, it's fine. I said, okay, it's fine now. <laughs> it's just because come Wednesday night, you're going to be like, we should have packed earlier. <laughs> and uh, I gave her the option to do it today, and she turned me down. So I said, you know what? We'll wait till Wednesday or Thursday. But And we have a lot of, we have a lot, you know, set up for the week. You know, manicures, pedicures, you know, let's haircuts, talk, the whole Let's bit. talk about that for let's a second. Talk, yeah, hold on a second here. Jason manicures and I were talking about this. pedicures. Yeah. You mean for Laura and the girls, right? No, I'm going to. I remember back about a year ago when we started planning this cruise, and yours truly said, Mike, let's the three of us get the fire and ice men's pedicure on the cruise. You remember that day? I do, but I have a 16-year-old daughter a lot cuter than you that talked me into getting a pedicure. And she says, Dad, there's no way I'm going with you on a cruise wearing flip-flops wearing those, with those talent for feet. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, Justin, my daughter wins and you don't. So for the good of my daughter, Sarah, I will be getting a pedicure this week. Do you know what it's going to look like? There's going to there's gonna be all these girls. They'll be getting their toes painted. And there's going to be the grinder at the end, like Dumb and Dumber, just... <laughs> and, you know, it, yeah. <laughs> the poor woman's gonna be wearing a face mask and now are they are you gonna let them put clear coat on your toes buddy the girls are trying to convince no, me no get to, clear coat I, I, I do clear coat I, 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 I don't know yeah oh, just make some shiny do you really yeah of course now come on Jason Jason <laughs> Look who you're talking to, okay? Do you does that <laughs> right. really okay? All right, make you think. All right, you know what? I'm not passing judgment, guys. I'm not going to do it. You guys do your thing. I mean, it's I understand both your points of view. Um, I mean, yeah, look, you got a daughter, Justin. And when I came there, your toes were red, and it was That's a really, rolled, really, man. really kind of was a really a five year old paint job. So I knew exactly why they were red. So I'm I'm cool with that, Mike. I can't wait to see your pretty feet after your little. Please send me a picture of them, will you? Sure. Yeah, before right. and after, things things are getting very weird. Very, all right, guys, let's move all. on because I want to talk about some. I want to talk about the cruise for a little bit, if that's okay. Yeah, definitely. Let's do it, man. Um, I'm you know, and yeah. um, and and there's a couple things that I wanted to touch on. Um, number one, um, I, last show I gave you a lot of props on on the amount of time that you stuck with it, um, uh, like building this and 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 coordinating everything, um, even up to you know transportation as far as uh, having a small party on the bus going down there. I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, we've got about seventy five people coming on this cruise. Yep, we have seventy seventy one people cruising, and we have forty seven people on the Disney Dads bus. So you know, just forty seven. I mean, it's a jam packed bus, and I'm really looking forward to that. I will have some fun with that. You know, I know we're gonna have the meet and greet 
and we've already shook hands with a lot of people and you know a lot of people were invited to come down i cannot wait to meet everybody um but justin i mean we've got you plan this thing man what what direction do you want to take the show because i would like to talk cruise before we get into the topic guys you have no idea how excited i am for this because jay it's your first disney cruise Mm -hmm. and you know you and i have talked for hours and hours on end about disney cruise line and you know what i've experienced and Look, I mean, I've done 10 of these. I, I love everything about Disney Cruise Line. Mike, the last time you sailed was, what, 8, 9, 10 years ago? It's been a while. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's been a long time since you were on board, right? 11 years. 11 yes, years. Was Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So even your girls don't really remember what it was like and, and cast away and things like that. Um, I want to ask you guys a few questions. I want to ask you both uh, individually the same question. Uh, I want to, the one thing... When you think about Disney Cruise Line, what is the one thing, when you think about it, you're looking forward to most? I'm going to go with customer service and the overall Disney magic in some place else other than the parks. Uh, you know, we experienced that a little bit when we were just in Hawaii. You know, we weren't there that long, but a couple of days on Alani, we were able to see that Disney magic and that mm-hmm. Disney experience, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, I remember the Disney magic from when... We were on the boat, you know, 11 years ago. You know, Sarah was small. She was only four years old. Sammy was a baby. Obviously, they don't remember it. Uh, the girls had a nice taste of cruising, you know, recently when we were in Hawaii because they got to go on the Norwegian cruise ship. So they are very looking forward to doing the Disney cruise. And I I know how Norwegian does their, how Norwegian does their cruise. I, I can't wait to see the girls experience Disney's take on cruising, you know, because they've kind of fallen in love with cruising just from their last trip. And um, as many times as we've been to Disney and they love going, they're most excited for the cruise part of this trip, and um, so am I, you know. But I'm mostly excited to just kind of hang out with like-minded people and, and kind of be in that element with friends because cruising with friends is always better, you know. I mean, when you do a cruise, it's great doing stuff with family, but when you can just kind of walk out on the deck and, you know, hang by the pool and, you know, sip a drink and a couple of adult beverages with people that you know are just good people, and, man, we have a lot of good people going on this cruise. I can't wait. It's going to be a, an absolute blast. Well, not just that, but 71, guys. 71. What a, what an amazing turnout for the first Disney Dads cruise that we're going to create memories last uh, last a lifetime. Jay, when when we've talked, we've talked about every aspect of Disney Cruise Line, you know, um, over the past year. I mean, really, it's been over a year of planning. And you've had a lot of questions about certain things. What's the one thing, when you think about Disney Cruise Line, as someone who's never experienced it, that you're looking forward to experiencing most? Um, the food. If I was yes, to be completely honest go. with you, is the yeah. food all right? I'm, 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 I mean, how many times over the last year have I drilled you about Palo? You, you offered to take Mike and myself, uh, you and Jamie actually uh, offered to take Mike's, uh, Mike and Laura and, and myself and, and Rachel uh, to Palo to experience that. And so I've, I've been continually like, just asking questions as far as even dress code, or more importantly, what what can I experience on the palette? You know, that's this is what I'm. I'm th- this is like. The Mac Daddy of, of restaurants, from what I'm understanding, from all, all the way around. All right, guys? So I think that's my biggest thing is not only am I going to break bread with, you know, people that I love and, and you know, family, um, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm gonna you know, I, I'm going to experience something that's going to be, you know, a culinary over the top. And what I love about it is, is like, you know, like with me, if I get something and I'm like, oh, Mike, you've got to try this, dude. I know you're an Italian, but you've got to try this. It's not like I'm handing over a $30 chunk of meat <laughs> for right, him to right. put in his mouth, you know, because this is this is the nice thing about the cruise that I'm like, here, man, take half of that steak and I'll just order another one or, or whatever. So that's what I'm excited about, um, you know, the, the conversation, the food, uh, more importantly, the quality of the food. 
and uh, and to sit and break bread with you two, you know, at the same table every night of the cruise. I mean, come on, guys. I've been living for this since day one of the sh- of the show. You know what I mean? I live for when we get together. I mean, that's only a once a year thing, and and this that's the highlight of one of the highlights of my whole year. I got Christmas, and I got my meet up with you guys. You know, I know I know that sounds kind of sad, but we're busy, man. We're busy yeah. with life, and I really love hanging out with you guys. So long winded, but food. Yeah, dude, it's a great answer. And I was telling you the other day we were talking um, when when you guys came to Charleston, it revolved around food. We ate, and yeah. ate, and ate, and ate, and ate. And Mike, I was telling Jason the other day, I was like, dude, we're gonna sit down at Palo, or we're gonna sit down, you know. And it's like, oh, we're gonna take uh, this appetizer, this appetizer, this appetizer for the table, and we'll take, uh, yeah, you want to try that? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do, you know. And then at the at the at the very end, a chocolate souffle, the greatest right. dessert of all time guys you have to order it at the beginning of your meal because it takes so long to make and it's just it's amazing it's fantastic um but not only do i recommend the chocolate souffle katie was telling me last night she's like what do you mean you're just telling them chocolate souffle tell them to get the vanilla souffle and the panna cotta too they got to do all three so uh, what is the, the panna cotta oh mike mike's the italian tell me about panna cotta what is, what is this gotta have what is the panna cotta tell me what it is huh what is the panna cotta <laughs> you know what panna cotta is <laughs> Maybe I do. Maybe I call it something different. Yeah, Isn't like, a t- no, maybe we're saying a- it wrong, Mike. Maybe we're saying it wrong. It's like a it's like a gelatin, like with fruit on top, kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's similar to a tiramisu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. you're good. All right. So anyway, so she was saying get the get the panna cotta. So it's uh, it it's gonna be an amazing time. I'm guys. I'm most excited to watch you guys. Does that sound okay. weird? No, not at all, I'm, man. I'm most excited to watch our Disney Dads family and to meet everybody and to hang out and to have these experiences for the first time again. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. you know, Riley's done, this will be her ninth. And, you know, I've seen her. She knows the ship. She knows what she likes. She lives in the kids' clubs. But to see other kids experience it for the first time, and mm-hmm. it's going to be really special. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I want to I ask you again. Uh, Mike, I know you've been there, so this is a little tougher for you, but... Jason, in your mind's eye, in, in, in what's you what you think in your head, what do you expect from Castaway? Ooh, um, I, I what do I expect? I expect a empty beach with just us three on it, but I know that's <laughs> not gonna be a reality. Um, I expect warm waters, clear waters, um, a beautiful beach, um, warm sun. I mean the 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 whole the whole premise of of castaway is so appealing to me because you know for me to just be in the middle of the bahamas uh which is it's a bahaman island if i'm not mistaken yeah, is it not? Island, yep. you know so um you know you're sitting there in the bohemian uh islands you're you're i don't know man it's just like i don't i don't really have a, a mind's eye picture um it's more of i have a mind's eye uh, emotion yeah you know i'm just i'm ready to experience uh Warmth, solitude, safety of Disney on an island, and being with my family. And that's just how it is. That's essentially exactly what I'm, I'm feeling. Mike, what about you? You remember Castaway? I do. I do. It was very cool. I remember sitting on the beach. Remember there's some hammocks on the beach. You know, the thing I'm looking forward to the most is, you know, butt and sand, drink in hand, watching my kids play by the water, yeah. and just completely relaxing, uh, you know, enjoying that peace, that serenity, and that just overall relaxation with you know you know my best friends and my family that's that's pretty much i mean what more can you ask for than that you know well and that, not only that but also when you walk on like imagine going to a, a an island paradise 
and Mickey Mouse hanging out with you. Yeah, that's awesome, <laughs> I man. I mean, it's like, come on. And Disney cast members, uh, they're, you know, taking care of you and making sure you're fed. And not, it's talking about being fed and you're talking about food, having fantastic food that doesn't cost you anything. You know, mm-hmm. if you want seconds, thirds, fourths, go get them. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's, it's really a spectacular place. Um, I, I can't imagine what the feeling I'm going to have when this show drops as we're all boarding that bus and we know what we're headed towards. And guys, I want to thank you two for, you know, listening to me go crazy every now and then mm-hmm. uh, through this planning process <laughs> because I know I've called you both a couple times and gone, oh my gosh, I can't believe everything that, that comes with this. But now it's here and now we're on vacation and we're having an amazing time. And, and guys, I'm going to appreciate every second I have with you two and with the Disney family. It's going to be fun. I'm getting excited. I can't wait. I cannot wait. You know, guys, now that we talked about our upcoming cruise, uh, one of the things we're going to get to do before we go on a cruise is hang out a couple of days in Disney. And uh, one of the, you know, one thing that we like to talk about in the show is rides in depth. And there's a ride that I think that we should talk about in depth that. You know, a lot of people love going to this ride. I certainly love going on it. It's been a longtime favorite. It's one of the most expensive Disney rides ever created, and that's uh, Expedition Everest. And I'm looking to dive into that tonight. We're going to give you some facts, some some uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff, something one on the construction, and just the overall uh, you know cue and ambiance of that amazing ride. I know it's a must-ride for us. It's always a fast pass, guys. I know. We always do it as a family. What about you guys? Uh, Jason, have you done Expedition Everest with the family yet? Uh, we did. We did it as a family. Uh, actually, last time when we uh, had our VIP tour, we, we went ahead and jumped on that together as a family. Um, it's, it's a good ride, man. Um, but, you know, the thing is, is this is also one of those rides where it's, it's a fan favorite. I mean, there are people out there, like, especially in our group, that, like, this is their absolute favorite roller coaster of all time, you know? So... You know, we can get in that in a little bit. But, yeah, the, the short answer now is, um, yes, I've done that with the family. Now, have you done it b- without the family? Have you done it, like, just as a regular I did, as on a, a single rider. Yeah, okay. I did it as a single well, rider. That's what I was getting at. See, one of the things that I love about this ride, and I think it's almost an experience in itself, is the queue. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go in line for that, I know if you do the single rider line, you miss a lot of the queue. And if you do, I guess I'm guessing that if you're doing the, the tour, uh, you kind of skip the line as well, yeah. too. So you really haven't experienced the queue in this, right? Uh, not too much, man. I don't. I don't think I have. No. Now, Justin, you have, right? Because I know you've waited online and whatnot. Um, have you experienced the amazement of that queue and some of the stuff that you get to see there, or has it always been a fast pass for you and you've kind of bypassed it as well? I've done the queue. I've done. We most of the time we do fast pass this, but I've done the queue a few times. The thing I love about the queue is it really takes you on the adventure of pre Everest, if that makes sense. It takes mm-hmm. you on the adventure that Joe Rody and the Imagineers had, you know, going to Nepal and going to um, Everest and experiencing that culture and bringing that culture to Walt Disney World and bringing it to um, to Animal Kingdom. So I think it's pretty cool that you go through and the way they tell the story as you go through the queue is pretty pretty amazing. I know that they have a ton of artifacts that they actually brought over from Nepal. Um, and put in the queue. Now, Mike, let me ask you: Have you done the queue? Have you have you been over there and done that? I think you know we always do a fast pass. But if that's a ride that's somewhere in 35, 40 minutes, it's worth the wait for us. And I've done the queue many, many times. Um, we've waited for that as a family, and um, I love it. I actually, it's one of the. F- I wish it was 
a little bit more temperature controlled because that can be a hot ride on a hot day. But um, I absolutely love that queue. You know, that ticket counter yep. when you're about to go on your, your expedition and as you walk through in the little Yeti Museum and some of the other hidden artifacts that they have. I think it's absolutely really, really cool. You know, and you get to that point towards the end of the queue where it has like the footprint of, of, uh, of, of the right, Yeti. Yeah. And it almost feels like, wow, they really have this. You know, it's really, <laughs> really cool looking stuff. Wait, I mean, obviously don't? it's a mythological tree. But it's it's the details they put into the you know the 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 hidden artifacts and all that other kind of evidence of the of the Eddy is really really cool. I think that if you can manage it, if it's one of those things where the ride is only a twenty minute wait or half an hour wait, it's worth just doing that for the queue. Well, you, uh, go ahead, Jason. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I have done, because we're talking about it, and for some reason I have done the queue before. And um, so maybe instead of doing the single rider, maybe I did the queue because it was only like a 15-minute wait mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Um, but when you mentioned, Mike, when you're talking about like the uh, all the stuff that kind of leads you into it and, the, and the paying attention to detail, um, guys, this when you start the queue, it's almost like you are starting your own segment of a movie. And as you're going through and you're reading the newspaper paper clippings and you're looking at the pictures and the artifacts – you know, it's almost like you are kind of pushing through this this um, place where you know eventually we're going to end up meeting something big and grand here, and and it's to me it's perfectly done on how they laid that out there. And not only that, I love when you get through. I love the way they start it, where you're in the uh, Himalayan Escapes Travel Agency. Uh-huh. You know, like they're they're planning your trek through the uh, Himalayas, and. Um, then you get towards the end, and if you've, especially like if you've, I notice it more when you fast pass it. So I'm not sure if they do this in the regular queue, but in the fast pass, you know, you scan your band, and then as you're walking through, right before you would scan your band again and get on the attraction, um, there's some uh, video screens up with like flyers and things that are going on right there through the traveling sheet. And if you'll notice, your name sometimes will pop up there. As like Justin's, um, um, you know, oh. adventures or or Katie, you know, like stuff like that. So look up at those screens because sometimes your names will be up there. It's always people who are in the queue. Your names come up as as different promotional stuff. I, I did want to mention here before we move on when we're talking about the queue. And Mike, you mentioned how hot it was. If I'm not mistaken, I thought they had a water bubbler halfway through it, right there in the queue. Does that ring a bell for any of you guys? I'm trying to remember. I think they do. You, you talk, you're talking like a little water feature? Oh, a water fountain. So you can actually like, because if you're standing in a queue for an hour, an hour and a half. Oh, in that heat, a water I think fountain. There, I thought there was a water fountain. <laughs> yeah, we call them water fountains. What is a water bubbler? Oh, you guys. You That's guys. something I do in the bathtub. Oh, well, then I won't even call, say what we call it in the Marine Corps. But anyways, um, yes, a place where you place a push a button and water comes out and you put your lips to the water and nothing else, please, yeah, it's, and it's get a, a drink. It's a water fountain. So, um, I, if I'm not mistaken, did they not? Uh, Maybe probably. I'm wrong. No, I'm sure I don't they, know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure but they that's do. That's important for some people. Um, I've been seeing them more and more often, and I've been seeing the ones where you can refill your, your water, water jugs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know that uh, they have it at the new Pandora, so mm-hmm. I, it's it's a fan, it's an easy add-on, and I don't see why they wouldn't have it more, you know, dehydration. I want to talk a little bit, before we really get into the ride, I guess, I want to talk a little bit about the construction of this attraction. This was probably the biggest undertaking Disney had ever taken on. Um, as far as an attraction goes, I mean, so in 2003, they come out and they announced during a event for the fifth anniversary of Animal Kingdom that they're going to construct this massive uh, mountain. And inside the mountain is going to be this amazing roller coaster uh, called Expedition Everest. Now, look, there's a lot of history with Disney and mountains. It's not every day that Disney adds a mountain 
to their skyline. I mean, it's, you know, whenever you think about the, the mountains in the Magic Kingdom, you know, you got Space, Splash, Big Thunder. You know, mm-hmm. it's really something that Disney takes serious and they want to make sure that their skyline is filled with an amazing attraction. So this was a big, big announcement for this park. And especially when you think about the park's only five years old, it's a huge addition to what would be really the weenie for this park. It's going to draw people to the back of that park and get them back there. So this was a massive, massive uh, announcement with Expedition Everest coming. I want to ask Mike a question, though, because, Mike, you live in New York. You work in Manhattan a lot of times, right? And it, on February, uh, February 15, 2006, they, Disney puts on this huge publicity stunt in uh, Manhattan, and they do Everest in the city, and it's in Times Square, right? And what they did was they draped the billboards and the buildings with these massive, um, like, paintings almost, or, like, you know, like murals to where it looked like mountains. And then they put up an actual Yeti that had red eyes and then a coaster car coming around another another part. Did you happen to see that, my chance? No, I didn't see that. Now, I've seen the pictures in the video, but I haven't seen it in person. That wasn't, uh, I wasn't in Manhattan that time of... You know, uh, I was I was working for the city, but I wasn't down in Manhattan gotcha. that time. Okay. I was still in Queens. Very, very cool. Yeah, I mean, you're talking, look, this is Disney's 18th theme mountain attraction. Um, and I think, uh, Jason, I think you mentioned it on the intro, $100 million, guys. $100 million in six years of planning and construction. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I, This was, I believe, Disney's most, most uh, uh, the most money they've ever spent on an attraction at the time. Am I, am I correct? At, At the time, time yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, it, it it really is amazing. And, you know, you two are both people who are, look, you're, you're builders. You, you, can, you can take things and build, unlike me, who I couldn't take Play-Doh and build a uh, snowman. But you two can do this. And I want to throw out some numbers for you. 5,000 tons of steel, okay? Mm-hmm. 60 or 38 miles of rebar. Um, why don't they just use bar instead of rebar? That's silly. 10,000 tons of concrete. Uh, and it's they build this massive structure. What's now for for a layman like me, someone who doesn't know uh, anything about building anything? What what kind of scope am I looking at here? I mean, are we talking just massive? When we start talking about those kinds of numbers, when we start talking like many thousands of tons, and we're talking tens of thousands of tons, um, I mean, you you can see the pictures right there. I mean, it's all concrete. You know what I mean? It's all. It's it, that thing could take a nuclear blast. I mean, this thing is solid. So how big is it? Man, it's one big chunk of concrete and steel, and it's solid too. You know what I mean? I and mean, it's it's not like a building where you've got a. I mean, you do have some rooms in there, but man, this is a this is a pretty solid undertaking here. To, yeah, no, that's that's a lot of jobs and a lot of laborers, man. That's a long time to put all of that together from. You know, just all of that material and make what an amazing creation it wound up being. You know, I mean, we've all seen it. And if you haven't seen it in person, you've seen the pictures. And it definitely was a huge undertaking. And um, that's, a, that's a huge job to, you know, I've seen skyscrapers go up around Manhattan, obviously. You know, from mm-hmm. what, you know, I'm busy one day, come in a couple of weeks later, and boom, boom, it's done. But uh, it, nothing in the magnitude of this. You know, I mean, this thing is absolutely tremendous. And uh, tall, too. You know, 199 and a half feet high. That's pretty big and uh they're pretty smart disney obviously we know that if they would have hit the 200 foot mark then they would have had to put a beacon on the top mm-hmm. and you know that kind of would have taken the 
you know, the, the magic out of it. Although I think out of all of the mountains, maybe that's the only one they could have pulled it off of being that they could have had a flag up there or something right. like, you know, like pulled off like an Everest kind of, you know, maybe maybe a hiker up there was something. Mm-hmm. I think out of all of the mountains, that would have been the only one they could have pulled it off on. I mean, I wouldn't want to see a beacon on the top of Cinderella's castle. Obviously, we all know that. Um but I think this one, if they had to do it, that would be it. And it's um, only six inches taller than Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. You know, it's just beat it up by a little bit. So six inches does make a difference. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it does, Mike. Yes, it does. Um, I want to. T- <laughs> um, I I do want to talk. Uh, about Bob Iger because look, Bob Iger comes in, uh, becomes CEO of, of Walt Disney Company in two thousand in the year two thousand, and um, you know this they come out with this in two thousand three. They start planning Expedition Everest. Is this his first major attraction? You think that he's really put his heart and soul and money into? I mean, really like says I'm spending money in the parks. I don't think there's anything before this that's that big. <clears throat> Well, with that price tag, you know he is. I yeah, hundred million dollars. That's that's a huge. Do we have an idea what the price tag was for uh, Pandora Land for that whole? Avatar I think it was one point one point two billion, wasn't it, or nine hundred million? Yeah, it was. It was up there. It was over a billion dollars, I believe. Okay. For for yeah. yeah, but I mean, you're, you know, it's, but that wasn't one. That wasn't one particular ride. No, that it was, was a whole entire kingdom. land. Yeah, it was right. A whole land. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you. Going back to um, with with Iger coming um, coming on and and giving his blessing on this. Um, do you guys got any uh, history as far as uh, Joe when Joe Rody um, you know came into the picture? Um, and sat down with him. I mean, do you think him whispering in Bob's ear had a big play on let's let's do this? Uh, how much faith and stock did he have in them going forward? I mean, do you, do you guys know any of the history behind their create their working together at all? I guarantee Joe Rody had a massive influence. Look, I mean, this the Animal Kingdom is kind of Joe Rody's baby. I mean, that's right. like he he's taken that park and really built it. That's his park. That's no one else's mm-hmm. park. And he's made that his, and look, he, the guy hangs out there a lot. He's, you know, when he's in Florida, he kind of hangs yeah. out there. Um, I would say that when he came to Bob Iger and he said, listen, I'm going to take on this massive venture, and I think this is exactly what the park needs. The one weird part about Animal Kingdom is, even for experienced Disney goers, it could be a difficult park to navigate. Because you're surrounded by trees, you're surrounded by foliage, and it's hard to see places in the parks. They needed something to, to get people to certain areas. Everest does that. If you look over in the distance, you see Everest. You know where you're going. Um, even to this day, Katie has a hard time with Animal Kingdom. She has turned around. So until you know that park, it can be a little different. So I think Joe Rody had all the influence and said, listen, just give me this. Give me the funding I need. Send me to Nepal. You know, he went to Nepal. Mm-hmm. He spent time there, and he you know met with the locals, talked with the Sherpas, you know, really got the culture, and then boxed that culture up and brought 8,000 artifacts with him back to Central Florida and uh, and put them into this attraction. So Joe Rody is the reason we have Expedition Everest. First time I heard of Joe Rody was, I think I was watching, man, back in our early Disney days when we first started getting into the parks, there was a couple of documentaries about the parks. And uh, my first one that I ever saw was one on Animal Kingdom. And Joe Rody was talking about the inception, the this, the, what he designed. I can't remember what kind of video it was. It was when we first bought Disney Vacation Club. And uh, man, it was a really cool thing. And it's the first time I saw Joe Rody. And the reason why I even remembered him was because of those earrings. You know, oh, he yeah, was yeah, just yeah, kind yeah. of, yeah. he was an off the wall kind of guy. He was so enthusiastic what he was talking about i mean a lot of the guys are really good in the uh 
in the whole uh, I can't man I wish I could remember what the name of this particular thing was but uh, it was really really cool he was really enthusiastic about how much time and effort he put into this and you could tell that it was his baby well not just that I, I love <laughs> Joe Rody's earrings get bigger by the Joe Rody's earrings are like a sequoia tree that you can measure his age by the width the gauge of his earrings because <laughs> they get bigger every year and you know it's like like looking at the rings on a tree that dude is he he is Disney through and through. I mean, he just exemplifies Disney Imagineering. When people say Disney Imagineering, he's the face of Imagineering by far. Mm, absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's not it's not even close. Um, and this attraction is, like I said, it's his baby. I mean, that's what he did. I remember Mike when I would go to Disney back in the early two thousands, and you know, you the first thing I do every Disney trip is I walk into the room and I turn on the Disney must dos. You know, mm-hmm. and they would change every year. And not only that, but also receiving the planning DVDs, mm-hmm. which I don't know about you. I still order those. I, I, maybe that's what I saw it on was a planning DVD. I bet you I did. Don't know. Yeah. I, I got to figure it out. It has to be. It was a long time. And it talked all about the, um, you know, the uh, the safari tour right, and about right. all the behind the scenes on that and how long. It, yeah, I got I got to find it somewhere. I got to dig it up or I got to do a YouTube rabbit hole and find out where it is on there. Well, I've gone down my rabbit hole. This is completely off topic, but I've gone down my rabbit hole because I leave in a day and a half to head down to central florida and um i've gone down my rabbit hole of every, before every trip i watch uh walt disney documentaries mm-hmm. and um movies and things like that and so i was doing those but it, it really is incredible um when i would get those planning dvds and when i would walk in and i would turn on the disney must-dos and you would see everest and it was really the first time that i thought that's a huge um um you know themed roller coaster that i'm gonna ride like i mean that's the biggest roller coaster in walt disney world in you know when, when it's built by far it's not even close i mean people coming out of that mountain and screaming you can hear it from from forever away so i i was so stoked for everest when it opened i remember you know when it opened and, and it being under construction and everything is what a cool cool time that was so, you know, one of the things that I think is really cool, and you know how Disney likes to, you know, kind of really get you in the moment of the story. You know, when that ride car pulls up, it, it's it got steam coming out from it. And it looks <laughs> yeah, like there's yeah. steam coming out of the back. To make it look like an old rail steam car. And obviously, it's an electric car. And, man, the little details they add to these things, it just it really puts you in the moment of the ride. And um, I absolutely love the ride. Do you try and get the front car? Do you do the back car? Because I know you can wait for the front car. Is there something particular you like to do when you're on that? No, I'm, I'm, I'm wherever they'll put me. I'm, uh, I'm happy to do. You know what amazes me with this attraction is the speed of the load time. Like it's, I feel, I feel like they're like go, 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 and you're in, you're gone, doof, and off you go. You know, so even if even when that queue looks long, it's like wow, they're really popping these out of here. What an amazing ride vehicle this is that you can get there and you can, like you said, it that the ride vehicle itself tells a story that you are on the uh, Anna Anna Dup- Anna Dupour? Man, that's a hard one. And a poor rail service, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and you're going you're going through the mountains. So that's uh, it, it's really cool. Jay, what's your what's your take when that when that rail car comes around the corner and you know you're about to board? What's your feeling right there? Um, I feel I mean, roller coasters are I feel nothing for them. Um, I'm just excited because <laughs> I want to do it. I, I get, they I, there's not a roller coaster out there that I won't jump on and go. I'll tell you what, though, if you've never ridden it and you're and you sit down and you're in there pretty tight, so you you kind of know that you're going to 
have an exhilarating ride. Unlike, you know, like Big Thunder Mountain where you kind of still got some play right, and you right. got to hang on to your kid so he doesn't fall out, you know. Um, this is, I mean, you're in there good. And it's, uh, and I thought, man, this is this is going to be a, a, a great ride. Katie, Katie rubs, Katie eats a lot of popcorn before we ride Big Thunder and then rubs my hips. So that way she hopes I fall out of Big Thunder. <laughs> I have this hope that I just slide out the side. So um, hey, let me ask you guys, this is a weird question, okay? When you get on roller coasters, let's say you're getting on, um, I don't know, let's say you're getting on rock and roller coaster. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're pulling the pulling it down over your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Are you pulling it tight or are you leaving it loose? Oh, me? I pull it tight like I'm in an F-16. Do you? Mike? 100%. I pull it tight. Oh, I leave, leave, it, loose? I leave it loose. Oh, my gosh. If I need to escape, I'm going to escape. That's happening. Yeah, I'll leave it. I'll leave, and I'll even lean forward. I'll even push push my chest out a little bit, like it's tight. Whenever they come to check it, and that way, I'll then I'll suck back into my my shell that I am. What do you I'm mean if you turtle. need to escape? You never know when you get stuck. Katie will tell you I have a I have a weird weird way of thinking about rides. Oh, to I'm w- gonna have so much fun with you. Where mission, I think, mission oh, space. that's gonna be the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't like Mission Spaces because I can't get out of there. Even if I get out of the the oh, harness, no. I can't get out of there. I'm we're gonna get in a room. spun and it's gonna whip us through the building like a rock through, <laughs> and we're just gonna go hurtling into the lake. And there we're gonna sit. And water's gonna pile in. I'm getting antsy. Keep going. Keep going. Let's talk about Everest. Mike, talk. T- tell us a little about the track. You know, it's very cool because uh, for all of us that have been on it, you know, it's a multi-directional track. I mean, it's one of the few rides where you go forward and backwards, and um, even just the ride itself tells a story. You know, as you go through that first little, you know, zip out, and you start heading up the mountain, the anticipation, the build-up, and then, you know, you finally come to the top of the track, and the track is broken, and it's all split apart because the Yeti damages it, and then there it is, you're waiting up there for a couple of seconds, and then boom, you just get flung backwards, and it's a really cool, exhilarating ride. What's your first impression when you're taking that first ride up the mountain my first impression when i go up is wow what a view uh whenever you get up there and i'm i'm that one guy that's trying to take a picture too and i'm probably gonna lose my phone at some point doing that because it really is the perfect view looking over central florida it's it's amazing um what a what a cool experience with that track you know it's the second time disney implements a um, backwards track they do it they do it in Indiana Jones over in Disneyland Paris before they do it here but um, it's it's Disney's first roller coaster to switch between forward and backwards during the same ride so it's a little different you know the way they did that obviously Disney Imagineering is always pushing the envelope as far as what they can do and trying to become you know at the forefront of, of attractions and things like that so really really cool I I'd love the different aspects of this ride it seems like it's almost different rides as you go through you know not only the the small part leading up there's a a little drop and then you come through but you know it it changes as you go it's a whole different story as you go to be honest you know my biggest fear is yeah what is it that the track doesn't go all the way over what do you mean like you know as it rotates oh yeah 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 yeah. stuck a little bit right yeah, oh, yeah. All of a sudden, it just, and they run out of air pressure to push it the rest of the way. That's 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 the mechanic in me, watching things break all the time. Yeah, all of a sudden, it just yeah, didn't make it all the well, way. Well, let me ask you this, Jason. When you first uh, when you first rode it the first time, if you remember back, um, mm-hmm. and you come around the corner, and you're coming up, and all of a sudden, you get there, and the tracks end, mm-hmm. and you see nothing but hair ties, and you think, oh, my gosh, there's been a, uh, 10,000 cheerleaders stuck here forever. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm never going to get off this mountain. I'm going to be stuck with just hair ties to eat the rest of my life. What was your thought? Uh, you don't know it goes all. backwards? No, none at all. No, no it was, I, I took it for what it was worth. I just was, I, I, I did not try to uh, analyze it. Um, at least I didn't until Mike just had to just nonchalantly tell me about his fear. And now I'm sitting here going, well, thanks, buddy, because I never even <laughs> crossed my mind. But um, no, when it comes to a new ride like that, like my first experience with that, I don't really overanalyze anything because a lot of times if I do, I'm disappointed. So I just take it for what it's worth. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, but the going backwards was a complete surprise. I did not know it went backwards when I did it. So um the hair tie thing, I'm, I'm not quite sure what you're talking about. I will look for it next time. Oh, you don't know about the hair ties? Oh, it's tons of them. It's oh, that. there's... there's. Is that like a thing? That's like for... a thing, yeah. You throw okay. your hair tie up at the very top where... Um, I've thrown probably four or five of mine, but um, they're they're up there. Everybody throws their hair ties and they're all sitting there. Kind of like throwing a penny in a fountain. Okay. We'd be, we would be absolutely remiss if we did not talk about Expedition Everest and all of its glory... And all the fantastic things that this attraction brings to Animal Kingdom without talking about its biggest failure. The Disco Yeti. The Disco Yeti. Big time. It is one of the probably biggest failures of Disney Imagineering. And you have to think that every day when Joe Rohde wakes up, it's almost like you remember Haley Joe Osmond. Wait, I see dead people. He wakes up and just goes, I see a stationary Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the Yeti, what happened, why we don't see a moving Yeti on this attraction. Well, real, real quick, who do you think it bothers more, George Lucas for the Star Wars Christmas Spectacular or Joe Rohde with the Disco Yeti? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my world just collided. And it what's, just went, what's a... What's a bigger failure? Oh my gosh! The fact that there's a nine-minute scene of of Wookiees going, <laughs> or the Yeti just stuck, you know, in a pose, and they're like, "Hey, how can we fix this?" Oh, I've got it. We'll put a uh, strobe light on him. It'll be perfect. Yeah. Ride Plan B. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And you know what? You can see you, and we're gonna talk about this. I promise. Um, so don't turn us off yet. But you can see how the Yeti has influenced Joe Rohde over the years with the fact that the new animatronic in um, Pandora Rivers of Light, that it is it can be rolled in and rolled out of the attraction <laughs> to have maintenance done to it. It was not placed in the attraction in a stationary place. He, he learned his lesson, he said, never again. So, Mike, what happened? What happened? What, where did they overlook and why did they think, Oh, this will be great. This is going to work perfectly. Yeah, apparently somebody didn't pass their engineering degree or they cheated off somebody else's test because when they designed this, they built the Yeti inside the mountain and a super huge structure is what it was. And they realized that the concrete base within the first month of operation started to crack and it was going to cause a catastrophic failure. So they decided, you know what, we can't have the animatronic in all its glory doing its reach and grab. And man, this thing was, this thing had like hydraulic pistons on its back and it was supposed to be, this was supposed to be it. I mean, this was supposed to be the Yeti grabbing. And when I watched that video eventually, you know, when I first saw that, you know, uh, that, that Animal Kingdom video that I was talking about, it had the Yeti moving. So there's video out there of what it's supposed to do. Uh, and when I got there, I'm like, huh. 
that didn't look like the uh, what I saw the first time. But uh, after the first month, they realized that if they kept operating it in the station, if they kept operating it in the condition that it was in, they were going to have a major catastrophic failure, and that wouldn't have been good, especially with all of the money that they dumped into this. So uh, they decided, you know what? Let's put a strobe light on it, and let's have, give the impression that it's moving, even though it's not. But uh, I got to tell you, it, it would be really cool. Uh, Joe Rodas kind of promised us that he will have it fixed. Uh, what it's going to take to get it fixed would be pretty much disabling the mountain, cutting the roof off, and pulling him out that way. And it would be a huge engineering feat just to get him out to repair it. So um, will we see it in our lifetime? Maybe. Is it going to cost a lot of money? Yeah, it'll probably bring up the annual passes. But uh, hopefully we'll get to see it done. <laughs> Again. Uh, you know what? It's one of those things, Jason, where it – they had they had such promise like they created this massive animatronic it was going to be so amazing and joe Rody was so proud of it and for a month it runs in what disney calls a mode okay meaning it's working perfectly and then after a month they have to move it to b mode and meaning that it's just a stationary object which your skype went down a little bit earlier you were in b mode for a for a minute because you weren't moving either we were going to put a put a strobe light on you to uh to keep Mm -hmm. talking but can you imagine brother spending a hundred million dollars on something you're so proud of it it's not even the money you're so proud of it and now you have to look at it because not only are you going to be spending the money to do it not only you'll be ripping an attraction apart but you're going to be taking one of the flagship attractions out of animal kingdom for i'm going to say over a year maybe two years to do this renovation well, can I can I just like let's let's step in and I know I know a lot of people and and I don't I don't want to say that they're giving Joe the heat for this, okay? Because really it wasn't Joe's fault. Joe's the imagineer. Joe's right, the one who right. creates things. It's the engineer's fault, you know. And, and and I don't ever hear about people talking about you know who was the engineer, who was the who was the one that that didn't realize the structural integrity of this thing, couldn't handle a Yeti animatronic moving around. Um, so when you go back to the how did Joe feel or how. That's got to grind him because he did his job. Right. Yeah. He created something awesome, and somebody failed him. You know, so um, you know that's that's one aspect I want to throw. I don't want to throw. You know, I definitely don't want to throw Joe under the bus because he doesn't deserve it because he created something that was amazing. But like you said, he learned from it. So no matter what the engineering side of the house is, he's going to roll his beauty out, fix it, and roll it back in from here on out. Can we talk about what Disney should do with this though? They should embrace the failure. And what I mean by this is for like after hour events, they should go in and put up a disco ball and put on like a big sequin jacket on the Yeti and just play seventies <laughs> disco music as you're going through that through that section. You know what I mean? Yeah. To where How about a Santa Claus hat and jacket, you know, for Christmas? I mean we could I mean look, let's have fun with it. Embrace it. I, I, I absolutely love it. Um you know, you come you come I want. I want to. I want to ask you guys this question, and it has to do with all of Disney. Is it the most, not the greatest drop, but is it the most impactful drop in all of Disney? And what I mean by that is, when people come out of that mountain, you don't even see them coming. All of a sudden, they merge, boom, they come down. They're screaming. You know, they go through, and you see everyone else's eyes look towards the mountain immediately. Is it the most impactful drop at Disney? Or does something oh. like Splash Mountain take it? Or does something like... No, there's no way that thing compares to Splash Mountain as far as... I know it's a bigger drop than Splash Mountain, but as far as impact goes, there's to me, there's nothing more... Because Splash Mountain has that, that area, that walkway in front of it where people can stop and, right. and, and watch it. You know, um, 
Look, I don't really, I don't know. I don't, I don't really see that with, with this one because you know why? Look, did you see like, if you go to Wikipedia, right? And you actually pull up a picture of Everest, um, the, the nighttime shot of it. That's an impressive, that's impressive. You know what I mean? That is just a standalone overall impressive thing. So to, to just to, to say that the drop is, is, um, nah, I, to me personally, I think Splash Mountain has it over, uh, this one as far as like, um, you know, outside appearances looking in. Mike? You know, I think it's a very impressive drop, but I, you know, it's got a high standard because I think Splash Mountain has the best drop overall, and I'll tell you why. I think the Splash Mountain drop, even though it's a shorter drop, I feel like it's a longer drop, and Splash Mountain, I think just coming out for that drop and seeing the castle in the forefront, mm-hmm. I I think that is definitely, well, if I had to pick a top drop, that would be my favorite drop. The, the one Ooh. in uh, an Animal Kingdom is definitely super, super impressive, and it's definitely an amazing feat, and it's and I love it, but if I had to pick one of my two, I, I would have, honestly, I gotta go with Splash Mountain as the best drop in all of the Disney resorts. Let's stop but, talking about that right now because I just top drops in Disney. It sounds like a great show in the future, guys. I absolutely love that. That would be so much fun because uh, there are some great drops at Disney. That's for sure. Well, um, hang on a second. Let me let me ask you guys a question. I want to put you guys on the spot here, uh, Justin. Um, I'm going to start with you first, and Mike, because Mike, you always have uh, you always have an, uh, these profound ideas, and I'm just going to copy <laughs> you. Uh, wait, Justin, no, no, wait, wait, what, what, you pretty much wait. said, "Hey, dummy." <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm gonna come to you well, first. Someone's gotta be second, man, and and it's like, look, and and Mike and Mike was guiding us pretty good, so I'm just gonna let him do the, the do end. It. But All Justin, right, if you could change one thing on the um, as is, as is, yes, All right. If you could change one thing, what would you change on Everest? Um, to 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 make it better, to make it better mm. within reason. I mean, taking the top of the mountain off is not okay. You know feasible. what? You you know what? This is this is actually very simple. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm uh, this might sound a little weird, but it's something that Walt envisioned and actually they used to do in Disneyland. Okay. Um, now they didn't do it with civilians; they did it with Disney cast members, and uh, they hired people to do this. But they used to have people scaling the Matterhorn. Okay. Um, I how cool would it be to do a you know behind the scenes tour, right, yep. of the mountain? You get a history of how it was built. I mean, you're talking about one of the biggest biggest things ever done. You get to, of course, ride the attraction, but then they have a part to where you get to go out and you get to scale down one side of the mountain. That'd be fun, man. That'd be perfect. Think about, and you get your picture. Think about your yeah. picture being taken from like yeah. a from from like far back, and you're coming down the side of the mountain as the roller coaster is coming down. Mm-hmm. That I would I would pay two or three hundred dollars for that. Yep. Yeah. Give me a lunch up yep. there on oh, top yeah. of it. Come yeah. on, that's a great idea. I love it. Easy to do too. I mean, do yeah. do repelling down the down the side. Easy. Mm-hmm. I got Super the repellent, cool. man. I love some repellent. Mike, how about yourself? Uh, yeah, I think one thing that definitely would make that ride a hundred times better is for all of you who've been on the ride, as you come down towards the end of the ride and you kind of coast in right before you get <laughs> off, you get this sudden jerk and oh, it just yeah. literally knocks your, your, your fillings out of your mouth. It mm. breaks your neck. It, it, yeah. If you ever had a back injury, it's just re-aggravated it. Why? I have no idea why you get to the end of this ride and it gives you the the complete like you've been in a car accident rear-ended mm-hmm. by a Mack truck ride. I, I don't know. I, I see no point in it. Um, you're coming in nice and slow, and all of a sudden it stops you like you hit a brick wall. Is so that a uh, cast member hitting a brake? No, though? no, no. It's it's no, automated. It's, yeah, it's it's it is. Yeah, it's it's hydraulics there, and not only that, Mike. I've seen so many kids because look, us as adults, uh, look. If you're anything like like the kid here, like like me, you got a little padding to help you, you know, help okay. help help you take that <laughs> little uh, hit there, but. 
Um, you know how many little kids I've seen that aren't ready for that? And it's not even the kids, it's the parents. Maybe it's the first time they've ever ridden that attraction. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's coming. Riley, I know it's coming, so I'm kind of holding her, or I'm like telling yep. her, like, brace for it, it's coming. Um, but they, they, little kids cry. They're yeah, not crying because yeah. of the attraction. They're crying because it hit them right in the sternum or right in the chest. Yeah. You know, as, Knocking as going, the wind out yeah. of them. I mean, what are yeah. you doing, guys? I've seen it happen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree, Mike, 100%. I, I definitely think that is an easy fix, too. I really do. Yeah. I think it's an easy it fix. Is a Come kick, on, it is a kick in the face, isn't it? Like, what? My God. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst part of the ride. The end. <laughs> well, even, yes, you know, some of those other co- coasters, I'm kind of like, really? You had to jack on it that hard to, to make me stop and, and lose my front teeth on the guy's head in front of me. Um, I think one thing I would change, guys, and I've gone back and forth about this um, over, you know, over the years, but do you remember in um, – Monsters, Inc., when they go to, uh, he gets kicked to the Himalayas? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I would like to get rid of the scary aspect of, of that and actually just bring in a Yeti IP from the from them guys. Yeah. And then, and you know, you kind of got the, the aerial, uh, excuse me, the um, the frozen, you know how you got the, anim- the animated faces? Mm-hmm. Just kind of convert that over to the Yeti from... From yeah. whatchamacallit, yeah, yeah. and then just kind of make it more of a, eh, you know, don't get away from this scary, the, the thing's going to eat you kind of thing, because it's not working now anyways. Let's go with something fun where he could be like the starfish, you know, talking to you as you're going by, like, hey, don't leave me here. Isn't that a great, Come on, stay isn't that for a great uh, addition to Nemo? Is the starfish? Yes, it it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. You don't turn that guy so he's got like one-liners as you're going past, and like, wait a minute, you guys didn't even leave me lunch or, or what, whatever. I thought that would be a fun uh, addition to it, just to uh, say some, you know, say face for the uh, yeti itself. But um, you know, once again, you guys brought some great stuff to the table, and uh, maybe we'll see some changes in the future. I love it. You know, one thing about the uh, Expedition Everest, it's a great picture in the background when you're kind of walking around Animal Kingdom. You know where you're going to. And uh, I have a lot of pictures of it, and that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Pictures of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. Jason. What do you got for me, buddy? What's your pick of the week? Hey, yeah, listen. Um, can we give can we give some huge, huge, huge props to Tim Toolin? What an and awesome the, trip! Yeah, right, man. and and not only was it awesome, but he hit us like with day by day. Like he knew walking into this trip with his son, which I absolutely love, and he was like, you know what? I'm going on this trip with my son. I'm owning it, and I'm taking all of my Disney Dads podcast family with me, and he did a great job with it, Tim. Um, uh, number one, I'm glad you had a great time with your son. Number two, thank you for taking us along on this journey with lots of pictures and telling us how your day was. And number three, as you wrote your last one from the Tragical Express, um, man, I, I understand completely, and let us let me just tell you, all three of us are extremely happy for the memories that you created. Man, this will be a trip your son will remember the rest of his life and uh good for you man what an amazing trip dude he he nailed us with not only pictures but stories and just what a great great time they had and you know it's just i I love whenever people take us on their adventure to walt disney world so what what an awesome 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 post buddy not just post but multiple posts every single day uh mike what's yours bud I'm going to go with uh, Meredith Rouch. And uh, Meredith posted in our group that uh, she took her daughter, who we all met before, Lila, on our Facebook group. And uh, Lila had some surgery, and she had to make a wish. And she got to go on, I don't know, this thing called the Disney Cruise. You know anything about that? I think we're going to be on the same boat as this episode drops. What? Same cruise? How how coincidental is that? Yeah. So anyway... 
Meredith, you have my pick of the week, and we are all super excited that Lila is doing better. Uh, you know, we were all praying for her. She's a really special girl. Uh, I've seen a couple of videos of her, and she's a sweet, and I'm so happy you guys had an amazing trip. And, uh, hey, listen, you know, Disney's a great place to go and to make a wish, and, you know, she picked a great trip. What an awesome, awesome story and awesome pictures, and nothing better than a Disney cruise to celebrate your accomplishments and and what's going on we're so we're so happy and and proud of you for uh for for fighting through that and everything everything you've had going on Uh, lila i just want to say one thing to you you are my hero you're awesome and your smiles during this this whole um when you got to like the royal court and you got to meet the princesses and that just shows me how strong you are and you're awesome and um to mom for sharing these pictures thank you uh what a great post i i I couldn't love this thing a million times over and still and still not have room to love it more what a great pick mike and thank you meredith for posting those justin what's your uh pick of the week my pick of the week goes to um not so much the person who posted the picture but the person who's in the picture, um, two of our Disney Ads family who are pretty much like our first cousins. They are very, very close to us. We love them very much. Benjamin Waldman posts a picture of Lindsay trying her first ever Dole Whip. First ever Dole Whip. And she has got a big smile on her face. And she is absolutely, looks like she's liking it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, look, your first Dole Whip, that's like first time I drove a car, you know, first kiss, like all those things. That's something you hold forever. So, uh, Lindsay, hope you enjoyed it. Hope it's the first of many, many Dole Whips. I know you live there in the area. You got to have more Dole Make Benjamin buy you more Dole Whips. It's got to happen. that When this episode drops, you would have had a drink with them the night before, right? Because they're going to be... They will be, be at the meetup. Meet. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ben- Benjamin will be there. He's good for that. Benjamin's a good guy. He's, he's, uh, he's, a, lot of, he's a lot of fun. Him and Lindsay are great, great people. So, Looking forward to seeing them. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Justin, why don't you tell our uh, Disney family if they wanted to get a pick of the week, what would be the best way? The best way is to come visit our website. Look, everything's there, guys. Everything is there for you at our website. It's www.disneydadspodcast.com. There you can find links to all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Look, Facebook is where we get all our pictures from. So if you have not joined the Disney Dads Podcast family on Facebook yet, Make sure to head there and join right away because that's where we get our stories, our pictures, and this amazing community that you guys have built. It's not us. Look, we are just the people who like talking Disney. You guys are the, are the people who have created this amazing community of positivity that every single day you lo- uh, spread Disney love across Facebook and across the world. It really, You guys really are amazing. Uh, also, we'd love to hear from you. Look, the one thing we love to do is to have you guys be a part of this show. We hear from so many of you, hey, we'd love to be on the show or we want to be a part of the show. The best way for you to do that is to give us a call, 317-WDW-DADS, 317-939-3237. There you can uh, leave a voicemail. Guys, if you want us to, we'll play your voicemail on a future show if you have a question for us or if you just want to talk about your Disney trip or about your Disney passions. Leave us a voicemail there. Also, you've got our emails there, DisneyDeskPodcast at gmail.com. So many great ways to interact with the show. Go over, www.DisneyDadsPodcast.com. You know, Shannon McPherson is going to be taking me and his his daughter in about three, just over three years um, to Victoria and Alberts. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, Hold wait, on wait, a second. Wait, wait, whoa, <laughs> this is where wait, I talk wait. and you don't talk. Wait, this wait, wait, this what's happening? Whoa, wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. So I'm, I'm, no, you're invited. You just got it. You're going Dutch. He invited, like, I'm reading between the lines and I'm kind of seeing Doesn't that. Doesn't he know I'm a Mike. better date? 
no, no, you're invited. Right. But he invited, like he's, he's asking me on the date. Yeah. Like, so, but you're so coming you're as me like, it's like the every friend. date I've been on in my entire life. Or I have to. <laughs> I understand. So I just want to say the friend thank zone. you in yeah. advance. Okay. I want to say thank you in advance for taking me and Mike to um, there. Wait, wait, and, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. You and Mike? Well, the thing is, specifically, he said you got to buy your own. No, no, wait, wait, hold on. So you and Mike, are, he's taking care of you and Mike. Well, he didn't and, specifically say that, but yeah. I'm reading between the lines. So, okay. Because he specifically said you are paying for yours. Oh, okay. And he didn't say that about Mike or I, so I'm assuming that he's going to pick up our tab. Oh, oh. What a nice guy. I don't mean to make you feel bad. I'm just saying, I'm ex- I'm just giving the guy's prop. I'll, you know what, Justin, I'll, I will let you, I will order dessert. I'll put it on his visa. Don't worry about right, it. don't tell him. Shannon, uh, listen, um, Shannon's a good guy. He's going to meet us down there. I had to, I had to give him some, some props. He's got a very talented daughter. He's a, he's a great artist as well. Um, and I'm excited to meet uh, him and him and his wife. Are, well, I'm. I've already met Shannon and his wife. They're incredible people. You guys have not. I'm excited for you to meet them. Um, where I'm going with this is I think we're going to close up the show, are we not? We are. Um, but I yeah. want to say this, Shannon. Um, I, it was such a great thing for you to post that you're going to, to take me to uh, to eat there. I will pay for anything at Cabana's for you on the Disney cruise. So you <laughs> eat anything you want, my friend. And you just, when the server comes around, you just tell him to put on Justin's bill. And I'll take care of that for you, Okay. Are you even going to give them ribeyes on Castaways? Sure, too? sure. You know what? I'll I, buy ri- I'll buy ribeyes on Castaway. And you know what? I can't even. You compete. know what, guys? You know what? I'm feeling so nice. Unlimited ice cream for Shannon. Go ahead. Wow. Yep. I bet you even give him a drink a on guy. the bus ride down there. You know what? I will. I'll do a mimosa just for Shannon on the bus ride down there. Oh my lord! I I can't even compete with Mike. I guess we're out, buddy. Yep, I guess you done. and I. That's it. We'll, we'll go. You know what? We'll go somewhere else. That's fine. Love it. That's on fine. next week's show, it's going to be Justin and Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> we're out. Uh, we're done. All right, guys. This was fun. I love talking about it. All right, guys. Listen, hey, it's that time. We're going to be on the bus right now when this episode drops. It was great talking with you guys about the cruise and about one of our favorite rides over at Everest. Uh, hey, listen, uh, what can I say? It's going to be vacation time when this drops, and uh, I'm having a great time with all of you guys. Listen, we gave a lot of uh, a lot of feedback, a lot of great pictures that were this week, and that just brings me back to, um, you know, when when I when I say that like. We like to blanket the earth once a week for one hour. Um, you know, that's just inviting everybody around the world to come and join us, and, and which they do. I mean, it's I'm so surprised at the amount of countries that, that we reach into. Uh, with that, that means there's there's people. And um, I, I wanted to – something that was just kind of uh, – I've been bouncing back and forth here. And this is one of those opportunities. It's no surprise that I like to talk directly to you guys out there because you guys are the most amazing people in the world. Um, and this is from Mike, Justin, and myself. Um, those people that tune into us – when um, you're at your lowest and those people that tune into us for an escapism because you're not having the, the, the just it's just not look we're look we've all like just wanted to escape what, what's going on right now and f- so this I'm talking to you guys specifically look there is going to be a time where you're going to need a hug and Mike Justin and myself right now are just wherever you are in the world we're embracing you we're giving you a huge Disney hug from us three and um, you know because we are in your ear guys and I want you to know this and I mean this from my heart we love you and we want you guys to be happy and thank you for allowing us to come in and be a part of your life one hour a week and this one is for you guys that maybe just need that extra smile tell you what see last episode you uh you said how do i follow that to me and now i say how do i follow that to you uh guys i'm gonna make it short short and sweet this vacation that we are on right now as as you're Mm -hmm. listening to this 
is because of you all. It's not because of us. It's not because of anything we've done. It's because of you all and the community you created, and we were able to build a vacation around the community that we have. And uh, we got to thank you for that. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for keeping it positive every single day with every single post and with every single email and every single call that we get. You guys really are the gold standard of Disney communities. I've seen so many Disney communities out there that take it further than what they need to. And this is simple, guys. We have so many stresses in our lives, and you guys are able to isolate Disney love, Disney uh, um, passion, and just send it out to everyone else. So thank you all for being the best Disney community ever. And the next time you hear our voice, the three of us will be live from Castaway Key. So we want to say thank you all so much. We hope if you couldn't join us on this Disney Dads Podcast Cruise, you'll join us next time we're in the parks, or you'll join us for the second Disney Dads Podcast Cruise with details coming up at some point in the future. We can't wait to see you real soon. Good night, guys. Good night, fellas. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you, and remember, always keep it Disney. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.